Hi, I'm Dan Hornberger, the host of Breaking Chains, the podcast that focuses on the grassroots of disc golf, the amateurs, the local clubs, the individuals who make a difference, and those who have had their lives changed because of the sport. If you're lucky, you live in an area that has a Play It Again sports franchise nearby. The chances are good that you do, since that business has locations nationwide. I've been in several stores across the country, but the Lancaster, Pennsylvania store has a truly excellent selection of disc golf merchandise, and it has been a big supporter of the local disc golf scene. Today's guest is store manager Jason Regal. We sat down in the warehouse amid rows and rows of baseball gloves, ice hockey skates, and exercise equipment. All right, Jason. Thanks for having me over to play it again. What a cool place. I didn't know it was this big inside here. Yes. It looks small from the outside, but on the inside, it's rather large. So who's Jason Regal? 37 years old. Grew up all my life playing baseball and softball. Was introduced to disc golf by a friend and been addicted ever since for the past year. Did you grow up in this area? Yes. Palmyra, PA. Is that where you still live? No, I live in Lidditz now. In Lidditz, okay. Yes. So talk about your introduction to disc golf. I know you, uh, we were talking earlier, you said this is only about a year now, a year and a half or so. How did it happen and, and where did you play first time and how did you do? Everyone thinks I started playing right away just because of working it. Play it again, but no, I thought disc golfers were weird standing there looking at every single disc for three hours. But uh, I started, it was a good friend, Lake, talked me into playing, showed up to South Hills early one morning and thoroughly embarrassed myself. First throw off of the tee on hole one, almost hit 18's silver basket. And to this day, still throw like that, but but uh, improvement. I I I have improved a little. How how have you? Because I ask that to everyone. How do you go about getting better at this sport? For me, it's form. It's if I do everything correct, the disc should do what the disc is supposed to do. But ninety nine percent of the time, it's my fault and it's form. Did you go out with better players? And did you watch the YouTube channels? And- I've done the YouTube channels, and it the YouTube channels help in your mind. But in my case, I have played with very, very good people and that aren't afraid to tell you, not in a mean way, but aren't afraid to tell you, hey, you know, you're you're reaching back too far. You're, you're, you know, you're stepping too hard, whatever the reason that I was doing. So you went to South Hills for your first, first round. That, that's, that's a tough course for a, a new player. After that, did you head over to Bookmiller? I didn't hit up Bookmiller till late. A lot of my friends when I first started playing are all from Lebanon County. So my first couple times was South Hills, Jackson, Lenny, and uh, didn't know anything else existed until a friend told me about Akron. And then I went to Akron and the, the rest is history. I'm addicted to every single course, no matter where. Have you had a chance to play Buddy and and Shiprock? Now, Shiprock, yes. Muddy, I know I'm going to get yelled at for this, but in the next month or so, I will check that off the list. I've been there, but I have not played it. I, I know I'm going to get yelled at for that, but Muddy Run in this area, other than the Klein's Runs, I want to do all the, the Pinchos and the, the Cadorises and all that. Oh, Klein's Run is absolutely beautiful. I hear nothing but good things about all the ones we just mentioned. So, you know, you have some friends that love it. Do you know 
Brian Becker and mm-hmm. and Mike. Yeah, uh, I play with them all the time. I am very sorry. They make fun of me all the time. <laughs> Usually they, they make fun of me all the time, but I enjoy playing with those guys. Those guys have helped me a ton. I played more rounds with them than anybody else, and they have helped me out tremendously. When you grew up, you were playing baseball and softball. And do you still play those or is, has disc golf sort of become your number one activity? Disc golf and street hockey right now are my number one activities. I played baseball and softball. I'm 37 years. I played, you know, 32 years of my life. Was very, very lucky to be on a lot of great teams in softball. But I'm old. And with tournaments, it, it it's like a disc golf tournament, but... Sometimes it can be longer. You play for an hour, you sit for three hours and it just, it gets old. I I miss it. I miss, I don't miss the softball game. I don't miss the baseball game. I miss the people. Right. I I was fortunate enough to be on some amazing teams and was very fortunate. So you had that first round at Lebanon. How did you know you, you liked this sport? I'm a very competitive person. It may not seem like it, but I don't like to lose it all at all, no matter what it is. But it's it's just like any other sport, you individual sport, you get instant gratification. If you do something right, you know, it it's the most amazing thing in the world. But the second you do something wrong, you want to correct it. And then so on and so forth with, you know, you did this wrong, you want to correct it. And for the competitive edge in me, it, it has helped and hurt me because I seem to try to go for it all the time. And usually it bites me. (laughs) Can you pinpoint one thing that made you fall in love with it? Is it the flight of the disc? Is it just being outside? I grew up with baseball. I was a left-handed pitcher. I was back in the nineties. Lefties weren't around much. I love pitching. I love picking a spot out. I love to try to hit that. And now disc golf's a little different, but I I like to try to pinpoint, you know, hey, this tree, you know, this, that. To me, that is the most addicting thing because I, I, I have to be able to do something. I just don't try to throw it. Uh, there's some people who are naturally gifted who just can throw 300 feet and stuff. But with me, I have to be able to see something and I have to hit it. Uh, whether that happens or not goes back <laughs> to my form. Uh, but I am working on that. Of all the courses around here, what are, what are your favorites? Akron? Like everyone else, Akron. But 1A, 1B would be South Hills. Akron and South Hills, I love. I, I, I have a love-hate relationship with Akron. I hit every single tree in that forest. <laughs> the 18th hole is a lot of fun, isn't it? I don't know what it is. I've made it. The, I played there this morning. The last three times I've played there, I made it through 18 and parred it the last three times. Well done. Now I've jinxed myself and I will <laughs> never be able to do it again. But for me, that's a huge and a, a huge accomplishment because... I can't flick because I never threw right hand. I throw right hand backhand. So I can't flick with my right arm because I throw left handed. So I have to make it turn really good with an understable disc. And for me doing that with 18, because I go to the left and and bring it back. Right. That is a huge accomplishment. I don't care how bad I did that day. If I did good on 18, it was a good day. Let's talk about this place. When did you start working at Playing Against Sports? About six years ago, I started here. The old manager, Keith Daly, knew him through softball and I needed a part-time job because my son, uh, I stay home during the day with him. So this worked out 
absolutely perfect. Work here in the evenings and then on weekends varies. Do you know a lot about the franchise? I mean, because I have a question here, you know, tell me about Play It Against history. See, I don't know much about the history. What I do know is our history. I know the old owner before Harold bought it was around the ring of Park City uh, 15 plus years ago and then moved to this current location. And we've been here. It's, it's going on 12 to 15 years Roughly. Talk about how Play It Again works. So we have, of course, we have new items. A lot of people don't think that we have new items here uh, just because it's Play It Again sports. But we have new along with used. Depending on the time of the year, the ratio varies. But if you would like to bring stuff in to trade it in, we'll offer you cash or store credit. You'll always get more store credit than cash. But we have a system set up where if you don't use that store credit, I can put your name in the system and we print out a receipt saying, you know, you have 20 bucks left out of your store credit. Do you happen to know how many stores, how many played against stores there are? I mean, is it across the nation or is it just so so many states? It's across the nation. I didn't know that. I didn't. It, the last time I heard, I thought I heard there was between three and 400. But with the economy, there used to be a store in Reading. Right. There used to be one Harrisburg slash Mechanicsburg area. And, you know, when the economy's not doing good or even when we're slow, we don't have business. We're still giving out money, whether it be cash or store credit. And we're just, we're very lucky lucky in this area with all the highways and with the great community, whether it be disc golf or location is everything, right? Yeah. We're very lucky. I have been in other played against sports. Uh, one in, I think there's one in Berwyn outside of Philadelphia. Uh, my daughter lives in Cleveland. When I visit her, I always go out to the one out there. But one thing that I've noticed is that this store in particular has a wide variety of disc golf discs available. First, let me say this whole disc golf thing wouldn't be possible without the owner. Harold absolutely has backed our disc golf, whether it be stocking the store, sponsoring tournaments, stuff like that. He has backed it 100%. And I I would like to say I helped with that, but I, it's, it's just me. I help with the orders. I don't do all the orders. I'm more the face of disc golf, so to speak. And Harold, obviously, is the money. With us, being the biggest disc golf selection, it's community. We wouldn't be able to carry, you know, 1,500 discs if the turnover wasn't good. If we had bad turnover, you know, we wouldn't be able to keep that. So it's... So it does well. Yes, very, very well. Uh, in the last year, our business in disc golf has tripled. That's uh, terrific. Doubled slash tripled it easily. But a lot of it has to do with Harold being okay with bringing stuff in, even if he's not comfortable. Like we didn't carry Disc Mania for a year or a couple years because it didn't sell. Steve Broad was nice enough to come up into the area and get us hooked up with Disc Mania. Harold stepped out of his comfort zone and brought it back in. And it's now granted, we got it in the fall. We're into winter. It's going to be a tough sell because not everyone's playing. Well, we can hope for a mild winter, right? I, I hope so. Uh, of all the equipment here in the store, what's your what's your biggest ticket? What's the what's the best selling stuff? It would be a toss up between baseball and hockey. With our location, hockey is there's easily 10 rinks within an hour's drive just because of the highways. And then, of course, baseball is absolutely huge in this area. 
we get a lot of business from the barnstormers. You know, sometimes a coach stops in and it's just funny. And the players, it's just funny because we may know who they are and an average customer may not know. And they're just standing there and standing next to Ross Peoples and right. don't know it. It's it's really cool with our baseball and hockey community. We are supported very well. And, and that leads into my next question, because from what I know, you are the only retail store to sell this this number of discs. Well, within 100 miles, I think, Dix has a few discs. There might be a couple other stores out there that handle a dozen or so discs, but you have the biggest variety. And I think that might be the, the reason why. Oh, I, I agree 100%. It's amazing since I, about last year, we not only, you know, doubled slash tripled our business, but we doubled and if not tripled what we carry. Mid peak in the summer, you know, we're pushing 15, 1600 discs. That's if you count the, the gift sets as individuals, but we don't, we carry a lot of gift sets, but it's not as many as you think, uh, cause the turnover rate on the gift sets are crazy. Really? Yes. It's in this area, a lot of camping campgrounds you go to, uh, I sell, we sell, the. that makes sense. The one Saturday, it was easily four or five starter sets just because they're going camping. And I, if I remember the, the end of a disc, uh, yeah, a DX plastic. Now we have the end of a DX. We have the champion. We have prodigy's new ace line uh we were the first ones uh in the area to have that because it came out the week that play it again had the trade show in vegas and we had them uh, literally a couple days right after that does mvp have a starter set they may, but I don't know. Uh, that one I'm not 100% sure on because I have Dynamic, Innova, and Prodigy. But Innova, just like anything, is usually the number one seller. Of all of disc brands, what are the best sellers? Innova for us, as you can see when you come in, is number one. Uh, anything with Paul Macbeth's name on it and soon, soon to be Paige Pierce once we get her stuff. Uh, anything with those two's names on it sells like crazy. But Innova sells good. Dyna well, I should say Trilogy, anything Trilogy. And MVP has been picking up late uh, for us. We've been selling a lot of MVP stuff. Discmania and Millennium are two of our newer lines that we haven't carried before. Uh, Prodigy as well. But if I remember correctly, we had Prodigy before we let go of Discmania. So it was Prodigy still a, a pretty decent seller for us. Earlier, you mentioned uh, that it used to laugh at guys who would come in and flip through the discs. Does that happen often? Uh, yes. Shout out to Rob Eichelberger. Um, the one person who teased me for a good three years about not playing disc golf when he would come in the store, he would seriously look at every single disc and I would always ask him what's wrong with you. Um, I'd be like, why do you have to look at the same, you know, the disc, they all do the same thing. And he would start laughing at me. Um, Rob's to this day still comes into the store. I played a couple rounds with him and uh, he, he has been the number one person when I was not playing, ragging me all the time that I should get out and play. Cause I love it. And you know, thank you, Rob. I love it. So when the store is not busy, do you find yourself gravitating toward the, 
the racks and flipping through the desks? Yes. And when there's Saturday mornings, uh, Harold, you can turn off this right now. <laughs> Saturday mornings when we have baskets out in the store, I may get a couple practice putts in, uh, but it's only a couple. <laughs> That's great. The goal of Breaking Chains is to continue to grow the sport through inspiration. If you or someone you know has a unique story and is willing to share, please send an email to either breakingchainsdg at gmail.com or rockfishproductions at gmail.com. This episode's guest is Jason Regal, manager of the Play It Again Sports Store in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. In the episode's second half, Jason talks about dealing with the manufacturers, sponsoring tournaments, and competing with online stores. This is Breaking Chains. As far as the manufacturers go, are they are they easy to work with when you order? Do you have to order a minimum or a certain model or a certain uh, molds? Depending on what company we've been dealing with Innover for ever and a half. Harold is um, is on a very good relationship. I think his name is Jerry Day, uh, one of the Innova guys. And he basically, if he ever needs anything, he reaches out to him and we can get it. But that was the last couple of months. We've actually, I should say the last year, Dynamic helped sponsor our own play it again tournament in Akron and they were absolutely awesome when Steve Broad was here he wants to jump on board and help us do stuff every company and prodigy will has always wanted to help us do stuff every company has been absolutely utterly amazing to help uh we're a new and up and coming in the disc golf world, so to speak. And a lot of the clubs in this area, uh, laughs, you know, the dead dogs, fat cats, uh, fat cats, a lot of the guys in Lebanon, uh, we're new in this and we weren't trying to step on toes, you know, but we wanted to get involved in any way, shape or form. And dynamic jumped on that for the time being prodigy. Everybody has has been trying to. You not only have a trade-in policy, but you also have this terrific opportunity, the stamped card. What's that about? You buy 10 new discs, you get one free. Do a lot of guys come in and... and you would not... You We're on our fourth round of tickets, uh, cards of 500 each. We're on our fourth round of ordering. Wow. Uh, we go through them. There's a guys, our regulars who come in who are constantly, you know, trading this in cause they didn't like it and picking up new stuff or, or even, you know, obviously used, but the cards are utterly amazing. It just, you know, you, when you tell somebody about it, they're like, Oh, no way. That's cool. You know, cause Free plastics, free plastic. Whether Absolutely. It's 10 bucks or 25. It's something to look forward to knowing, you know, it may be 10 discs, but it, you know, you get one for free. Over the summer, Play It Again Sports sponsored a local tournament in Akron, Pennsylvania. It was a B tier from what I remember. 
It was the only day I was not available. <laughs> I'm, I'm still kicking myself that I couldn't make that tournament because it was, it looked like it was so much fun. It was awesome getting to support the disc golf community, throwing our money back into it and having Mike Salt and Jerry Day, the TDs, everybody loved Play It Again getting into it. Uh, it was our first dip in the water, so to speak, and Harold loved it. Absolutely loved it. And we are, I don't want to say we're going to because it's not my money, so to speak, but we're planning on doing stuff in the spring and summer. That was my follow up. Are you planning on maybe getting involved in tournaments again? Yes. I don't know about full sponsorship ones. I know with us like sponsor in states, uh, we were a co-sponsor. Oh, that's right. That was my first sales at a disc golf tournament my first experience and holy crap everything was fine until payouts and payouts for amateurs that was the craziest most (laughs) intense 20 minutes of my entire life it gets crazy when everyone gets their money so what did you do did you take boxes and boxes of discs i took roughly about i'd say five six hundred discs took them down set them up at muddy run or or akron and had them buy company and then driver mid-range putter we're looking in i would take them by box and then i would have to take them out and set them up we're looking into storage bins so it make life easier because after the store closes i spend three to four hours loading up everything and then i got to be there you know six o'clock in the morning to make sure everything's set up perfect and then when you play the tournament like i did at akron for the amateurs day was not a good recipe i hit every single tree So I hope you got a lot of good feedback. Yes, tons of amazing feedback. The only bad thing I remember hearing uh, from everybody was we didn't have enough Discmania stuff because we only carried the Shadow Titan and uh, uh, the Doombird. Well, that helps you because now you know what people want. And like a few people wanted stuff like I can't bring the whole store. A few people wanted stuff. So since both tournaments were two days after Saturday night, I would run into the store, grab it for them, and then they would have it Sunday or somebody would grab it and have it delivered for me. And that is excellent customer service. (laughs) That's if we had it. Now, there's there's always stuff people want that we can't carry every single disc. If we were a disc golf store, it'd be different. But with with us also having to carry a lot of other inventory, it sort of hinders it at times. Well, you know, that brings up a great topic. Disc golfers have an opportunity to buy a lot of their discs online. They go to Infinite Discs. They go to Lucky Disc Golf, Marshall Street, KWS, I think the other one is. How do you guys compete? There's nothing like feeling a disc. I bought a disc online and I absolutely hated it. But then again, that also could have been my form. Back to the age old <laughs> thing. But no, it's you always hear people say, oh, I could have got, you know, such and such on, on this website. But you can't because you can't feel it. And that's 98 percent of it and looks as well. Factor into it. Yeah. And you have everything right there. You can compare be right. And, you know, it, it's in your face. Yep. And that, that's a big help. From what I gather, your prices are very competitive compared to the other guys. We, we don't have to pay for shipping. You know, it's right there. It's, sometimes it can be tough dealing, actually, with any part of our business, anybody's business. It's tough to deal with online sales. Jason, tell me about how, how has disc golf had an impact on your life? I know you're, you've only been playing for a year, but I strongly sense that this has become a big thing to you. I am fully addicted. 
It's it's one of those things that you know instantly. The, the second I screwed up my first throw, I think I yelled a couple things I don't want to say <laughs> and I wanted them all again and I wanted to improve. And that's the thing is, is if you find something that you just remotely like and you, you keep screwing up, trust me, I've screwed up many times in disc golf and I will laugh my way through it. Just knowing that, yeah, it may suck at that second, but it gets better. I've been playing in the last couple of weeks, you know, starting at 20 some degrees in the morning and I absolutely love it. I wouldn't change it. It's time for the rapid fire round. To conclude each episode of Breaking Chains, I'll fire 10 random questions at my guests. Some of the questions will be disc golf related, others not so much. Okay, Jason, here we go. For a two-disc only round, which two discs are you choosing? Lift and the Buzz. What's your favorite board game? Monopoly. Do you use a mini marker during casual rounds? Depends on who I'm playing with. What's your favorite disc golf hole? Hole four, South Hills. Why is that? I can almost ace it. Favorite restaurant? Pramani Brothers. Best vacation spot or best trip you've ever had? Clearwater, Florida, no doubt, hands down. Favorite music genre? Uh, 90s rap. Solo or group play? Which do you prefer? Group, I like to have fun. One place you'd love to visit? Texas. One car you'd love to own? Hummer H1. That wraps up this episode of Breaking Chains. You can find out more information on Jason and Play It Again Sports on the show's website, www.rockfishproductions.com. While you're there, check out all the bios from the guests who have been on the show. Bill McLeod wrote and performed the show's theme, Unwritten Return and Big Rock. Both are available at Incompetech.com. The break music, entitled City Groove, written and performed by the Jingle Punks, is available on YouTube's audio library. This podcast is copyrighted by Rockfish Productions, LLC.